In a 2023 article, Shopify reported that the average e-commerce conversion rates are around 2.5% to 3%. So if your conversion rate on your e-commerce sales funnel, uh, doesn't really apply to Amazon, Amazon's a whole different game, but on Shopify, whatever shopping cart funnel that you're using, if your conversion rate on the main place you're sending traffic to is less than 2%, that's where you need to focus. So for example, if you're running Facebook ads, that means you should be getting two sales for every 100 unique clicks from your Facebook ads. That's what you're targeting for as a bare minimum. When we scaled our e-commerce business from about 17 grand a month to 600 grand a month in the first year, our conversion rate on our main sales funnel was about 6%. So that allowed us to scale really highly. Uh, nowadays, I believe it's 4 or 5% because we've really broadened the market. Totally fine, still working out well for us. But bare minimum 2%, if it's anything lower than that, maybe even lower than 3%, this is probably going to be a very profitable area for you to spend time on. The reason is conversion rate, um, because it doesn't cost you any extra money. If you get 1,000 clicks, say through Facebook ads, whether you're paying on a cost per 1,000 impression basis or you're paying cost per click, um, if you get 1,000 clicks at a 2% conversion rate, that's 20 sales. If you can bump that conversion rate just from 2 to 3%, that's 50% more sales without spending any more money on Facebook ads. No new ads, no more agency fees, um, no optimization, no managing that stuff, no any of that kind of thing. Literally just some tweaks on the main place you're sending people to and all of a sudden you make 50% more sales. Uh, at some point, it becomes diminishing returns. If you're at, say, 5% or higher, it's probably going to be really hard to squeeze out any additional conversion rate um, bumps from there. So there's other things you want to focus on. And we'll talk about that in starting in tomorrow's episode. So for now, here are the top five ways to increase your conversion rate. Now, first, I want to address kind of the elephant in the room here. Do people actually want your product? <laughs> if you're sending people there and nobody's buying, you have to think, do people actually want this product? Because if not, your job is going to be really hard increasing conversion rate. But the way to kind of think about this is if someone else, a competitor, somebody you've seen in the marketplace, is selling a similar product of the same quality at the same price, you don't have to worry about it. If they're making sales, there's no reason why with the right marketing, you can't also be making sales. Now, if you can't find another single example of somebody in your space with a similar product at a similar price point that's doing well, then still try everything we're about to talk about, but keep that in the back of your mind. If you try all of this stuff, you really do a good job on all the things we're about to talk about and it still doesn't work, you still can't get conversions, then it may just be people don't want the product and you have to adjust, either reposition the product, get a new product or something like that. Something to keep in mind, but if somebody else is doing well, there's no reason why you can't be also. So of the top five ways to increase conversion rate, Number one we'll start with is a better headline. Most people write really boring headlines. They you know, maybe just talk about what the product is. Um, a good structure for a headline is how to blank even if blank. Basic example would be how to lose weight even if you've tried 52,000 different weight loss supplements in the past and none of them worked. Um, that's a decent structure to use. The main idea here is to focus on the benefit to the person. A lot of people times people will include stuff in the headline that talks more about the company that just gives some feature of the product. You really have to immediately hook people in with what are they going to get out of spending their three or four minutes reading your sales page or watching your sales video? What are they going to get out of that? Pick out the biggest single benefit in your product and put that in the headline. And another tip is to be as specific as possible. Most people, including copywriters that I've worked with that have worked for me, 
a lot of times they write very vague stuff. Um, they're not being specific with their copy. For example, in the weight loss example, a boring example would be how to lose some weight. Another better example would be how to lose seven pounds in three days. Um, you want to make sure what you're including is true. It's ethical. It's legal. But when in doubt, include specific numbers and facts in your headline. It'll make it more believable. So number one, make sure you include a really good, strong headline. Number two, longer copy filled with facts. A lot of times people are afraid to write longer copy or include longer copy on their e-commerce sales pages. They think, oh, nobody's going to read this thing. In general, longer copy is going to perform better than shorter copy. Not 100% of the time, but if you had to choose a default, I would go with longer copy. For example, our primary e-commerce sales page that at this point we've driven probably $40 million through in sales is about 12 pages long. I literally at one point copied all the content, threw it in a Google Doc just to see how long it is. It's about 12 pages long. And so, yes, people do read long copy. A lot of times, people just want to be given an excuse to buy something. You know that whole thing of people buy with emotion, um, but then they kind of back it up with logic? That's exactly what they're doing here. They want to buy your product? Give them an excuse to do so. Give them as many possible features, benefits, and especially facts as possible. Same thing with your headline. Be specific in your copy. Um, for example, if you're selling a... Uh, let's say yoga mat, you would include the exact dimensions of the yoga mat, including length, width, um, also the thickness of it. You would include the exact materials that it's made out of, the exact color. Don't just say blue, say the maybe more specific shade of blue. Um, you would include uh, how long it takes to manufacture, any of these kind of details to let people think they're like, oh yeah, they really put a lot of time thinking about this thing. And now I see all this detail about this product. When they go compare it to another product that doesn't have that level of detail, they're gonna be wondering the whole time, well, you know, this one over here says it's, you know, six millimeters thick. This other one doesn't really say how thick it is. And so how do I know this other one is as good? And so you wanna include that doubt in people's mind when they check out other people's products by really selling yours. There's a good example of this. You could probably look it up online. If you look up uh, David Ogilvie, Rolls-Royce advertisement, you'll see one there and it's literally to sell one of the most expensive cars on the planet and it was just fact after fact after fact of the product, bulleted form at that. And so good point to start, longer copy with facts is number two. Number three of the five ways to increase conversion rate is more proof. Um, people need, they don't believe anything anymore <laughs> when they see it online because they've been sold so much BS in the past and so you almost have to include an overwhelming amount of proof that your product does what it says it's going to do. So bare minimum, just like Amazon, star rating reviews, which includes a star rating, ideally the name of the person, plus a written text. And so that's kind of a bare minimum. So I would include at least 30 plus of those on your review page. Then I would also include uh, photos of customers holding the product. If possible, photos of customers using the product. A handful of video reviews, most people are not going to watch those, but some people will, so I would recommend including three to five of those, not a bad idea. If you can grab social media screenshots, obviously all this stuff can be faked, but when you include more and more and more of this stuff, it becomes more and more believable. And so, in case this isn't clear, you 100% want all of this to be real, authentic reviews, nothing faked here, but you don't want to undersell yourself, so every single review you have, consider throwing it on your landing page. 
And so social screenshots, anytime anybody says anything nice about you on Facebook, take a screenshot, throw it on your landing page. Anytime somebody writes a review of your product, say, for example, on a third-party review site, take a screenshot of that, throw it on your website. I mean, we have sites that have said, you know, we didn't even know who these sites were, but they said, you know, we were the number one um, organic coffee or number one low-acid coffee. We would screenshot that, throw it on our website, said, hey, such and such coffee blog says we're the number one organic coffee. Um, additional just stacking on layers of proof here. Number four, a better offer with a good guarantee. So our main offer on our customer acquisition funnel is 50% off the retail price. This is really a better price than you can get anywhere else on our site. So we are authentic in saying this is the best deal we offer because it is. Uh, so I recommend, a lot of people kind of mess this up. If you're just launching traffic to a funnel, I always recommend starting with the strongest offer possible first because you can always pull it back later. A lot of times people will be like, ah, oh, I'm just gonna do like a little bit of a discount just to see, uh, I can always increase that later. But the problem is, is you'll get no sales and you don't know why. You don't know if it's because the copy, something technically is broken, the ads aren't working, or your offer is not good enough. I like to remove that variable off the table. I like to start with the strongest offer I'm willing to make out of the gate because you can always reduce that later. I don't recommend losing money here, but enough money to ideally cover your ad costs with your gross profit. And then for the rest, just give them a good deal. Whatever that looks like for you. I would say 30% off, 40% off, include some bundle of products, you know, because the goal is to get some conversions flowing in so then you can optimize and then you can see like, okay, I'm offering 40% off. Do I still get the same conversion rate if I change that to 20% off? Maybe so, that's great. I'd rather get the data and the conversions flowing in first and then worry about making the offer less attractive and more profitable. Then back up your offer with a really strong guarantee. A good starting point is just a 30-day unconditional guarantee. Um, in most cases, the lift and conversions you're gonna get is gonna far make up for the additional refunds you have to offer. So I recommend backing up with a really strong guarantee. Uh, a friend of mine that scaled a mold remover business from nothing to hundreds of thousands of dollars a month and was had the highest profit margins I've ever seen in any e-commerce business. He was literally buying the thing for two bucks, selling it for 40. His operations were very lean. He offered a double your money back guarantee. He didn't start there, but eventually he found that um, people liked the product. They weren't refunding it that much. So he ended up offering a double your money back guarantee. That's a more extreme option because you can really lose money on that. Um, so you don't have to go that extreme. I just want to give that as an example. I'd say a good starting point, 30-day unconditional money-back guarantee um, is going to help people feel more comfortable buying from you. So last but not least, number five is more scarcity. You always have to be thinking whenever you're putting any sort of sales offer in front of people that in their mind, you have to answer the question, why now? Why should I buy this thing now? Um, why not just wait? Because a lot of times people are like, ah, they want to keep their money. They go about other things on their mind, but they're probably never going to make it back to your page. And so if you don't get them right now, they're probably never coming back. So you have to give them a really strong reason to buy right now. I recommend that you do this in a completely honest and ethical way. Some people will straight up lie and be like, we've got six units left and it's just not true. Um, I don't think that's a good way to do business long term. And so I recommend being 100% honest. If you have real scarcity, such as you're selling a product and you only have 100 units left, you may tell people that. That's what Amazon does on its website all day long. It'll say, you know, 25 units left in stock. Um, the rest is going to take longer to ship. You know, we're getting some in soon. That's really good scarcity that you can model if you have that. If you don't have that, you can always include other statements that imply scarcity, such as this promotion is ending soon or this product is in stock now, implying that it may not be in stock tomorrow. 
saying that this promotion is available today, implying that it may not be available tomorrow. Any of these are good options to sort of drive the idea that you may never see this offer again, which is possibly true. For us, we run offers all the time that we'll be testing. And if we can do something that's more profitable for us, for example, instead of 50%, instead if we could do 40% and we get the same conversions, then we'll pull that 50% thing forever. And so that is a possibility all the time for us, which is why we're okaying having phrases like that that aren't guaranteeing scarcity, but that are implying scarcity still gets people to move and actually want to buy something now. But if you can include real scarcity, coupons that go away, product bonuses that go away, bundle offers that go away, limited inventory and stock goes away, all that stuff is good. Big thing for you to think about to drive an increased conversion rate is you have to answer the question, why now? As long as you have an answer for that, then you're good to go. So as a quick recap, the five ways to increase conversion rate First, better headline. Second, longer copy with filled with facts. Third, more proof. Fourth, a better offer with a really strong guarantee. And fifth, more scarcity. If you do all five of these things, that's 80% of the heavy lifting and getting a page to convert. Like I said, there's the unknown variable of do people actually want your product? We talked about that earlier. You can re-review that section. But as long as that's not the issue, then as far as increasing conversion rate, these are the five things that'll do 80% of the heavy lifting. So if you tick that off your box, then you're good to go and you can kind of move on to the next step. Also, if you're already getting conversions, you feel like your page is converting at least 2% or higher, but your average order value is too low to afford the cost of ads, um, we'll talk all about that tomorrow. So that's kind of the next step. So right now, we're basically uh, going through four possible scenarios of why you may not be able to scale your sales or convert people, uh, especially with paid ads. And so today we talked about if your conversion rate's too low, tomorrow we're gonna talk about if average order value is too low, and then we've got two more after that. So this whole series right now that I'm on is about 30 days long, and so we're about a little, little halfway through that, is all about finding a massive breakthrough in an e-commerce business in 2024. So thank you very much for listening. I appreciate your support. If you're not subscribed yet, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform or to my YouTube channel. You just look me up under Matt Clark, and I'll see you tomorrow.